finally here. Friends, listen to me. This is serious business. What the world needs today is Jesus. The Bible says in John 3.16 that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Dick Batista, along with Nathan Jones, and we are with Lamb Lion Ministry. Thank you for tuning in for today's program, as we're going to be talking about the just judge. For those of you following us live on social media, we'd love for you to share this program with your friends and family so they can follow along with us. But before I continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host, Nathan Jones, to the program as he opens up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for all those who are tuned in. Uh, Lord, we're excited to be studying through the book of Ezekiel, a, a difficult book, a long book, but Lord, so full of riches and helping us understand how you work and how you think and, and what your plans are for us in the future. So we pray, Lord, through this book, we may grow in our relationship with you. We thank you, Lord Jesus, in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Again, tuned into a Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Big Batista Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. We're talking about the just judge. So if you have a Bible, get it ready and follow along with us. But before we continue, I want to welcome my co-host of the program, Nathan Jones. Dr. Jones, it's great to have you on. It's good to be on, Dr. Batista. It's a pleasure to always be the... For folks, if you're new to this podcast, this is our 12th season so we are just plugging along all these years, going through the Bible verse by verse through many books of the Bible. And uh, folks, you can uh, check out those previous uh, podcasts through our RSS feed. You can also find it on Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts. And now now we're on Pray.com, both our TV show, Christ and Prophecy on Pray TV, and here, the Truth Will Set You Free podcast on Pray Radio. So for all of those who are tuning in from Pray.com. We're so glad to, to be able to join the family of uh, Pray.com, and we hope that uh, this program, The Truth Will Set You Free, ministers to you. Thank you so much, Nathan. And hey, we love to hear, to get feedback, so feel free to get a hold of us. Let us know you're tuned in and from where. You can call or text 305-992-9537 or ChristinProphecy.org. It's really exciting to see uh, when we get feedback what God is doing out there. Nathan, you and I get excited about a lot of things. We also get excited about opportunities to go speak at different locations and churches and do conferences, events, as much as we also love to do radio, whether it's in English and I can do in Spanish. So we're available for that as well, right, Nate? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, fall and spring is very busy times going to different churches all over the country, different Bible prophecy conferences. Uh, the week we're uh, uh, coming up now on October 23rd and 24th, uh, our director, Tim Moore, and myself will be up in Eden, Oklahoma. So if folks want to stop by in Eden, Oklahoma, uh, go to our website, ChristinProphecy.org. We have information there about that conference. And uh, again, we try to get all over the country and connect with people and get them excited about Jesus' return just as much as we are. Woo, that is exciting. If you find yourself in the Daytona Beach area, we're doing a one-day uh, prophecy basics course on Saturdays. And uh, reach out to us if you want to be part of that. It's a hybrid course. We're teaching it live uh, in this location here. And uh, you're more than welcome to register at uh, cca.university or reach out to us. And we want to help you grow in your relationship with the Lord. And Nathan, as we're talking about growth, that's what we're doing as we make our way through the book of Ezekiel. You and I have been spending some time here for quite a bit. We talked about Israel, the condition of Israel, uh, uh, what the prophet Ezekiel has to say about them and, and how they're going to end up in captivity. 
because literally they have turned their backs on God and uh, their backs on God and are now practicing spiritual harlotry, which then leads to uh, uh, oftentimes uh, worse things. And you gave us a wonderful background in our last uh, segment of the timeline, what was going on and when this was taking place. Will you be able to share that again in case someone has missed any of our previous programs? Oh, yeah, that's always a good idea. Let's give them context here. And uh, the book of Ezekiel was written about 2,600 years ago after hundreds of years of the of Israel and uh, the nations of Judah, both committing spiritual adultery with the Lord, chasing after idols of uh, gods of other countries. God says, that's it. It's time for you to uh, go into exile, as Moses promised hundreds of years earlier. And there you'll be cured of your spiritual idolatry and chasing after all these other idols, which are, in fact, demons. And so uh, that's where we're at here. Jerusalem is about to be taken by King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon and all the people exiled up to Babylon, which will last about 50 to 70 years, depending on who they are. And so that's uh, what the Lord is promising. And that's what's going to happen to them. In the meantime, uh, we've got Ezekiel here explaining to the people in Jerusalem what their spiritual condition is. It's basically is, hey. God found you as a baby that was outcast, helped raise you and grow you until you're, a, you know, compares it to a beautiful woman. But all you did is chase after other nations, other gods. Uh, you also, uh, you didn't just, they didn't pay you, you paid them to be with them. So uh, the Lord is making a comparison here. Of course, when you commit spiritual harlotry, you're giving up on God's moral law, and then you more likely commit a variety of sins, including harlotry here. It's also listed. But uh, yeah, this is where we're at here is that the Lord is comparing Jerusalem to a harlot who actually pays people to be with her. And that's a, a sad, sad testament of how far Jerusalem had fallen. And Nathan, and, and as we look at this, we, we read the why and, and the because. The, again, God does things uh, with a purpose, and, and he explains here to us what was going on, what was their condition. Uh, so, Nate, maybe for someone who doesn't have a Bible, I'll read verses uh, 38 uh, through 40, and maybe you can do 41 through 43, just in case folks don't have a Bible, so they can follow along with us. Okay, well, picking up in Ezekiel chapter 16, verse 38. God says, I will judge you as a woman who breaks wedlock, in other words, adulteress, or sheds blood or judge, a murderer. I will bring blood upon you in fury and jealousy. I will also give you into their hands, and they shall throw down your shrines and break down your high places. They also shall strip you of your clothes, take your beautiful jewelry, and leave you naked and bare. Mm. Verse 40, and they shall also bring up an assembly against you, and they shall... Uh, stone you with stones and thrust you through with their swords. They shall burn your houses with fire and ex execute judgment on, on you in the sight of many women. And I will make you cease playing the harlot and you shall no longer hire lovers. So I will lay to rest my fury towards you and my jealousy. You shall depart from you. I will be quiet and, and I, I will be quiet and be angry no more. Because you did not remember the days of your youth, but acquitted me with all these things. Surely I will also recompense your deeds on your head, says the Lord God. And you shall not commit uh, lewdness and adult, and, excuse me, in addition to all your abominations. That's quite a list there, right, Nathan? But we said that judge, that God is a righteous judge. Uh, in our previous program, we spoke of Hebrews 10.31. It's a fearful things to, a thing to fall into the hands of an angry God. 
Oh, absolutely. And you got to look at the history here. So he says, uh, this is why I'm judging you. You were like a woman who broke wedlock. In other words, an adulteress, both spiritually and physically, so to speak. Uh, shed blood. In other words, uh, Israel was condemned for their bloodshed. Uh, also, oppression of the poor was very strong. Corruption in their government. Actually, the book of Micah goes through a number of sins that the people had, had become, that uh, they were becoming defined by them. They're not just committing them, but uh, people, you know, you think of, I don't know, uh, Haiti. You think, oh, and that's the poorest country in, in the Caribbean, and it's uh, filled with voodoo. Well, when people thought of Jerusalem and Judah and Israel back then. They were like, oh, man, they're like the most evil people. Why would anyone go down there? And, and God's name was tied to them. So they were dragging God's mud name through the mud. <laughs> and so here he's, he's saying, uh, okay, well, not only will I, I exile you, but I'm going to throw down your shrines. And back then, shrines were uh, considered... Uh, places of idolatry like if you go to Athens for instance and you go to the Acropolis and, and you see the Parthenon and you know where all the idols used to be they used to have shrines and shrine prostitutes and he said break down your high places and these places to worship demons were put up in the high places up in the mountains and here it says too that he's going to strip them of their clothes and jewelry and leave them naked well when the plunderers came in and, and Babylon's armies broke through they stripped all the valuables of the Jewish people away and they marched them, many of them naked, hundreds of miles up into the Babylonian region. So here we got exactly as the Lord's describing history attests to. Nathan, and that is amazing. Uh, I, I love that because most of what we're talking about here, you can actually uh, follow and, and look at some of these things historically speaking. But it's, it's just amazing to me how we're reading this, and this was uh, hundreds of years uh, uh uh, while Ezekiel is writing this, but Nathan, not not much has changed uh, uh, today. There's actual applications of what we're finding in our society today. We spoke about the same uh, spiritual dynamic uh, of adultery, uh, people committing uh, hideous crimes as well, because sometimes people say, oh, that was those people back in those days, but we're more modern now. We're, we're We're different now, and the reality is not really. We're seeing some of that right before our eyes. Oh, we live in a generation that calls evil good and good evil. I mean, everything that seems to be wackadoodle coming out of the, the government and society lately is is a full-blown embracing of everything we know to be evil. The destruction of the nuclear family, the murder of children in the womb, the embracing of sexual promiscuity, uh, of a, adultery, of fornication, and also homosexuality, now forcing it on the children. I was reading recently that that hospitals are making a fortune. Uh, 17,000 youth have had gender reassignment surgery in the last few years, and uh, they're preying on these children. And we're seeing more and more how uh, this LGBTQ, you know, it goes on and on, have been trying to move towards pedophilia being accepted. I mean, how mm. evil does a society have to get before the Lord judges? Well, we can look back at Genesis at the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. When people became sexual deviants as a society over large, that's as far as God will allow them to go before he destroys them. Brother, I don't think there's a country on this planet we can't look at now and say they have embraced sexual deviancy. So what does that mean? Judgment is just around the corner. 
Nathan, absolutely. Uh, we believe, especially as believers, that we need to live, li live lives that are pure and holy, that we're to be a, a good example. That's what keeps a society together. And when we begin to do whatever is, is right in our own eyes, we're, we are mimicking uh, basically what we saw in the Bible in the past uh, nations and the judgment of God that came because of that. So we want to encourage you that are part of this program, hey, make a difference out there. Live right, live pure. And just because the whole world is doing it doesn't mean that you have to do it, especially young people. I believe there's such a wonderful future for young people. Uh, we want to encourage you to stand strong, much like Daniel did in the Bible and Joseph in a corrupt society. Yet they purpose in their hearts not to defile themselves with the things of the world. Nathan, you and I, uh, well, our kids are a little older now, but it's just really wonderful to see what God has done in your children and our children uh, because they continue to purpose in their hearts to do what's right. Of course, they have their challenges, but for the most part, we believe there's also a generation here, right, Nathan, that really can bring something to the table in setting good examples. Absolutely. The Lord always keeps a remnant. That's what he told Elijah when Elijah wailed and said, Lord, Lord, I'm the only one who's following you. And the Lord says, no, I've got actually 7,000 people who won't bow to Baal. And so the Lord always keeps a believing remnant. Uh, that's why we read it here in uh, verse 42 is how after the Lord's fury goes on the people, he will lay uh, down his fury and his jealousy shall depart from them. And he won't be angry with them. So once the Lord has punished them, then he will then show them his love and mercy and re return or restore them. And we did that with our children growing up, right? We disciplined them, not because we wanted to punish them, but because they needed to know the difference between right and wrong. And if they embrace the Lord as their Savior, of course, the Holy Spirit's in them, and so that he guides them to make the right decisions. They have the consciences. And uh, so I'm very pleased that I don't think that this generation is lost. It's, it's totally, at least. I mean, we're certainly seeing a lot of sins being pushed on youth, but if they believe in the Lord and stand strong in him, then they too will be great witnesses. I, I always marvel at your two daughters, what they post on Facebook. I mean, such strong conviction for the Lord and a good testimony. And uh, your son as well. Very, you, you're very odd to be very proud, Vic. I am, Nathan. Thank you so much. And that's why we're here, right, Nathan, you and I, to also encourage the, the young generation that's, that's tuned in to our program, whether it's through pray.com or other ways, uh, because God has a plan for your lives as well. Maybe you've made some mistakes along the way. Maybe you failed and faltered, but God can definitely restore you and put you on the right path and use your lives in a mighty way. And that's why we want to encourage you in today's program. Yes, we see here uh, the children of Israel uh, getting off track, disobeying. Uh, they're actually going to be compared to uh, Sodom and Samaria, some of the wicked, uh, wicked nations of those times. But yet, as Nathan Jones mentioned, God has a plan of restoration for this nation. They have to go through their bit of trial and tribulation. Maybe you're going through some trial or tribulation right now. It's so hopefully you can pass the test and come out better and stronger on the other side. And Nathan, there, when we look at Ezekiel chapter 16, verses 44 through 49, it's an amazing comparison because you mentioned Sodom, and here is going to give us a little more details uh, in regarding what was going on there. Nate, will you be able to read for us verses uh, 44 uh, through 46, and I'll pick it up in 49, uh, excuse me, 47 through 49, in case someone doesn't have a Bible? Okay, let's pick up in 44. Indeed, everyone who quotes Proverbs will use this proverb against you. Like mother, like daughter, 
you are your mother's daughter, loathing husband and children, and you are the sister of your sisters who loathe their husbands and children. Your mother was a Hittite and your father an Amorite. Your elder sister is Samaria, who dwells with her daughters to the north of you, and your younger sister who dwells to the south of you is Sodom and her daughters. Verse 47, you did not walk in their ways, nor according to their abomination, but as if that were too little, you became more corrupt than they all your ways. As I live, says the Lord God, neither your sister Sodom nor your daughter have done as you and your daughters have done. Look, this was the iniquity of your sister Sodom. She and her daughter had pride, fullness of food, and abundance of idleness. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and the needy. Wow, Nathan, this brings us a little more insight, right? What was happening in Sodom? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we think of Sodom as primarily for its sexual sins, but that was because they lived for the, their pleasures. What was the, you got to step back. It doesn't just start, oh, I'm a good person. Boom, I, you know, I'm a sexual deviant. It's, it's, it, there's a progression here, and it, it always starts with pride. That was the sin that brought Satan down. And uh, so it's scary. Verse 49 is actually very telling of the modern world today. I mean, look look what led them to their deviancy. First, uh, pride, the pride of life. Uh, they didn't think that uh, God was with them anymore. Uh, they could do it themselves. They didn't need him. And all the blessings that made them rich, they took for granted, and it made them prideful. Uh, they had plenty of food and an abundance of time on their hands. Boy, doesn't that sound familiar? And when you have all this time on your hands and you're not working for your next meal or working hard to make a difference, you're working for yourself. And so you start thinking only of yourself and you don't take care of those who are in need and the poor and the needy. And they become haughty. And, and when you have all this idleness, then you start committing all these sins and you don't think that God's there to, to judge you one day. And brother, eh, peoples are peoples, right? I remember that from uh, The Muppets Take Manhattan. One of the best lines in that movie was, peoples are peoples. Uh, people are the same back in Sodom, you know, way back in Abraham and Lot's time. Uh, during Ezekiel's time, the people have gotten that way. And brother, in our time as well, luxury and affluence create idleness and selfishness, which leads to debauchery. And to finally, God has to step in with judgment. It's a cycle that's been going on since the beginning of time. Nathan, and that's why, what a parallel with our country, the United States of America. Someone said one time that we have the fattest pets around the world. That's just our pets. <laughs> yeah. What is it, like a $2 billion industry? You know, we think about the amount of food that we give our, our dogs, and yet there's whole countries of people starving around the world. It's very humbling when you can make that comparison. Nathan, and you, and you use the word pride. You know, the things that God calls bad, we, we parade today. We make feasts and festivals uh, out of them. And, and, and here we, we find that, you know, what happened in Sodom really lines up with the direction that our country is headed if we're not careful. It says fullness of food and abundance of idleness. You look at social media and the amount of time that people spend on social media, whether it's Facebook, YouTube, whatever the case might be. And it's not even productive, Nathan, but people dive into these things because of idleness of time. I, I put a, a reminder on my social media app on my iPhone, and it actually clocks how much time I'm spending uh, on social media. Uh, and then it actually has a timer. And, and I set that up purposely because I find, Nathan, that at the end of the day, I want to see where my time is being invested or mm -hmm. if it's been wasted. 
Now, of course, sometimes it has a it has a drawback. I was setting, I was sharing one of the services online live this weekend, and the timer went off in the middle of the service. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, wait, don't cut me off. <laughs> this is productive time. <laughs> well, I mean, you think about history. Uh, it's just unbelievable. You think that when people had to work for your next meal and you had to build everything, you know, that you lived to to work and to survive, and you didn't have a lot of idle time. Uh, some of the greatest writings in, in church history were during the Puritan era. The Puritans were hard workers. And people judge them harshly, but they had time to dwell on the Bible. That's what they did with their idle time. They read the Bible. And they were probably the most spiritually mature giants in any age in church history. But today, we have Bibles and, and podcasts and TV shows everywhere. And everybody's a mile wide and an inch deep spiritually. If we spent that time dwelling on the Lord's Word, we would grow in him. And so I, I commend all those of you who are tuned in. You're using your idle time. Maybe you're driving or walking or running and you got your cell phone, you're listening. Uh, I commend you for tuning in because you're, what you're doing is you're using that idle time for good purposes to grow in your relationship with Jesus. That's a discipline. And, and I hope all folks use that well, because idle time used wrongly uh, will end up being our destruction. Excellent point. Again, you're tuning to to Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're talking about the just judge of God, as we're looking at Ezekiel chapter 16, as we're speaking about idle time and also the comparison of our country as that of Sodom and Gomorrah. And, and what was it that caused him to fall? The Bible talks about pride. And again, for those of you that are part of our program, I want to encourage you, continue to uh, invest your time in the things of the Lord, just like you are doing right now. We need to guard our hearts and guard our minds against the wiles of the devil. Uh, Nathan, again, it's, it, it is a temptation uh, to uh, go about the, the ways of the world, but it's also nice to see when people uh, stand up and make a difference. Um, and that's what we want to encourage our listening audience to do. Nathan, another thing here that uh, verse 48 and 49 point out uh, in Ezekiel was their downfall. It says, neither did, did she strengthen the hands of the poor and the needy. They were so concerned about themselves that those around them, they weren't even paying attention to them. Yeah, if you read in Micah, Micah accuses the uh, elites of Jerusalem. He calls the women the cows of Bashan. He basically calls, you're a bunch of cows. And the reason he calls them a bunch of cows is because they grew fat and wealthy uh, on the backs of the poor and needy. They they treated their indentured servants and slaves awful and uh, because they were totally self-absorbed. And, uh, you know, there's parallels to that today. This whole immigration discussion, uh, we look at it as trying to be political. But when you think about it, where did a lot of these immigrants end up? Basically, slave labor type jobs or human trafficking. I mean, that's what we're doing here is we're bringing in a almost a caste system where we're bringing in people not to enjoy the freedoms and equality and, and the protections, but to turn them basically into a an indentured servant level to serve all in the jobs we don't want anymore. And again, that's because of our affluence and pride, we've degenerated into this. If we truly cared about our nation and our people, we'd protect our borders and help those inside to, to grow and develop. And so... <laughs> Uh, it's it's scary, man. It is absolutely scary because the Lord judged these cows of Bashan, and they're gonna He's gonna judge our elites here. I just look at Martha's Vineyard. I think that example with uh, DeSantis sending what was it forty or fifty 
uh, illegals up there and immediately for all the signs that they had all over the place, how much they love immigrants, they immediately called the National Guard and had them kicked out. That really revealed where the heart is of the elites who are self-absorbed in our society. Mm. So true, Nathan, so true. And why? that's why we need to pray hard these days, uh, because um, otherwise we're going to find ourselves uh, in a deeper hole than we are. And Nathan, uh, as we continue there, just really finishing up this uh, indictment uh, against what's happening here, uh, it's really sad, but the comparison here continues in a little bit of the verses further. Uh, would you be able to pick up there, Nathan, verses uh, 50 through 55? Yeah, yeah, let's try to finish this chapter in a few minutes we have. Uh, and they were haughty and committed abominations before me, therefore I took them away as I saw fit. Samaria did not commit half of your sins, but you have multiplied your abominations more than they, and have justified your sisters by all the abominations which you have done. You who judge your sisters bear your own shame also, because the sins which you committed were more abominable than theirs, and they're more righteous than you. Yes, be disgraced also and bear your own shame because you've justified your sisters. And when I bring back their captives, the captives of Sodom and her daughters and the captives of Samaria and her daughters, then I will also bring back the captives of your captivity among them that you may bear your own shame and be disgraced by all that you did when you comforted them. Wow, Nathan. And then uh, not only that, but also we see there uh, for your sister Sodom was not a byword in, in your mouth in the days of your pride before your wickedness was uncovered. It was like the time of reproach of the daughters of Syria and all those surrounding her and in the daughters of the Philistines who despise you everywhere. You have paid for your lewdness and abominations says the Lord for thus says the Lord God, I will deal with you as you have done who despise the oath by breaking the covenant. Uh, Nathan, this is amazing there because, you know, th there was a covenant there. God promised that he would take care of his people, the apple of his eye, and, and uh, pretty much they were turning their back on him and, and turning back on their word, if you will. And uh, it's a sad situation when we turn our backs on the things of the Lord. Yeah, and he's comparing them to the very evil neighbors that they had. Now, the Samaritans were, it used to be the northern uh, 10 tribes. Of course, uh, in 722, Assyria uh, took them and exiled them. Uh, the people that remained, the Jews that remained, uh, the Syrians then moved their people into the land, which was very common at that time period. And the Jewish people intermarried with the pagans, and they became the Samaritans. And that's why the Jewish people hated them so much in Jesus' time because they were considered apostates and uh, uh, not purebred, so to speak. I don't say that racially, but the Lord wanted the Jewish people to set apart and stay apart ethnically so that they wouldn't be pulled in by other gods. And that's the Samaritans did exactly that. They disobeyed the Lord. But you got also the Philistines, uh, the Syrians, uh, the Hittites, uh, every nation that ever existed around Israel that had fallen into idolatry and paganism uh, the Lord says, I judged all them, and you're no different than them. You have disobeyed me. You won't follow my moral law. You won't live for goodness. You live for evil, just like your neighbors. And so likewise, I'm, I'm going to exile them just like I exiled you. And brother, have you ever met a Hittite today? <laughs> they don't exist. Have you met, met a, uh, someone from Sodom? It doesn't exist. All these nations don't exist anymore because they turn their back on God and his moral law. Mm. And Nathan, as we oftentimes say, sin is fun for a season, but verse 58 there talks about payday. You paid for your lewdness 
and abominations. In other words, uh, sin does catch up, right, Nathan? And, and that's why we need to turn from our sins. We need to repent while there's still time uh, because otherwise uh, things will just get even more difficult. So we want to encourage you, if you're part of this program and you don't have a relationship with the Lord, if you recognize that maybe in some way or, or, or form you slipped away, we want to encourage you to come back to the Lord while there's still time. We want to give you an opportunity to turn to Christ even right now. Nathan, in about the minute that we have left, might you be able to share with that person that right now is contemplating our relationship with the Lord, how they can enter into a relationship with him, even at this moment? The Bible says that now is the day of salvation. Now is the time for you to be saved. What does it mean to be saved? It means that you are headed to hell. Your rebellion against God has condemned you to eternal death. But Jesus provided the way and only way by dying on the cross for your sins. And when you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, he will forgive your sins and cleanse you of your guilt and give you eternal life forever. So just reach out in faith. If you believe in Jesus as the Son of God and as your Savior, then pray something like, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I've rebelled against you. Please forgive me of my sins and become the Lord and Savior of my life. And Jesus will do just that. Your sins will be forgiven. The guilt will be washed away and you'll inherit eternal life with him. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Nathan. Hey, if you pray that prayer for the first time, let us know. We want to rejoice with you. 305-992-9537. You can call or text or check us out here, ChristinProphecy.org. And we'll send you some material so that you can continue to grow in your relationship with the Lord. And of course, reach out to us. It will bless Nathan and I to know that God is working in your lives. Nathan, thank you for always closing us out with a wonderful invitation. I know God is on the move. He is, brother. He's, he's, there will be a faithful remnant that we will be with one day in heaven. Uh, we just have to wait until his return, and that should be soon. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Nathan. Of course, we ran out of time for this segment of the program. We want to thank you for tuning in. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones saying goodbye. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. Have a great week.